Hi, and welcome to episode 46 of Walk to Work. Uh, so this is second of what will hopefully only be a two-parter uh, on uh, the question of cultural appropriation. Uh, and so as I mentioned uh, last week, uh, the, the context for this uh, was uh, Daniel Leveillé, uh, Swiss-French uh, dancer, um, who a uh, tap dancer who uh, did a performance uh, that featured um, Native American or most uh, war bonnets, specifically war bonnets from uh, the Plains Nations. Uh, and um, decided that he had issues about the term of cultural appropriation and issues about artistic censorship. Uh, and so wrote a post to complain about it. Some people answered him. Uh, he has since um, offered an apology. Uh, I wasn't impressed with it, but uh, it's nevertheless there. Uh, and I will credit that it's much more than I have expected he would do. Um, and it, it kind of highlights a huge divide between uh, European uh, Lindy Hop and American Lindy Hop, and especially uh, French um Lindy Hop uh, versus everything else and I don't think it's just French it's also others um and it's a kind of challenging one um in that um the the question is so complicated um if you want to like the question is really simple if you actually believe people when they tell you uh, how cultural appropriation works uh, and why it's not a positive thing. Um, if you actually want to, if you, this is conversations existed for like 40 plus years, uh, and I mean always going back, like um, people who were being colonized, people who were being dominated, uh, people who were being oppressed, uh, uh, saw very clearly that uh, the taking uh, of their culture by dominant culture uh, was um, uh, a part of their oppression. Um, and specifically, uh, like if you take in slavery, uh, the um, uh, 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 whew, uh, the, 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 the forbidding uh, uh, Africans, uh, African Afro-descendant slaves um, what, for, for forbidding staves, access to people of their own culture and to uh, the tools of their culture, such as uh, uh, drums uh, or singing uh, or dancing, except in certain con contexts, uh, is part of uh, the, the oppression. Um, and the, the whole of colonial history, uh, part of that cultural... Um, of that imperialism is cultural imperialism is justifying things by cultural imperialism and is um, oppressing people via cultural imperialism uh, via uh, taking cultural things and then trying to assimilate them into the mainstream uh, in a way that um, forces uh, that 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 forces people to either keep their thing and become mainstream uh, or to no longer have their thing uh, and therefore see their culture diminished uh, of 
uh, that thing. Um, so basically, cultural appropriation, definitely a tool for racial oppression, definitely a tool for colonialism and cultural imperialism. And that means that anything that looks like cultural appropriation in today's world, uh, it's going to be really hard to argue that it's not a bad thing. Uh, whatever kind of excuses you can come up with, because in the past 500 years uh, and, and longer, but specifically the recent history that has led to uh, the Western world, the Northern world's dominance uh, on, at a global scale, uh, part of that has been colonialism and part of that colonialism has been cultural appropriation. And there's not really much getting around that. But if you do want to get around that, there's a lot of arguments uh, you can come up with. And uh, in this uh, recent uh, uh, situation, many of them came up. And so I wanted to address them. And I think part of the, the, um, the difficulty of this conversation, uh, I, I see myself as someone who, uh, because I don't live in France, uh, I can get away with being quite no prisoners taking in my argumentation with French-speaking people. Uh, there's an extent to which it doesn't work because I don't convince anyone, but there's also hopefully an extent to which uh, I shift the goalposts uh, of what's reasonable. Um, and then, huh, so far, like, it, I, I don't think I was particularly successful in this latest instance uh, within the French-speaking community. Uh, we'll see how well I do with this English-speaking podcast. Um, but what I saw is that lots of people have lots of arguments uh, that they think are valid. Uh, and I think they're just not. And so I think there's a lot to discuss about what it means to... Um, to what extent something is cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation. Um, although that one is quite simple... Um, if the culture uh, is someone's culture and people take issue with cultural ownership, so then you have to discuss this notion, can you have cultural ownership? Um, or is that, is that the way to, to, to frame it? I don't think it is the way to frame it. People don't own culture. People are culture. And I've taught this before in cultural practices. Cultural practices don't exist independently of the communities that practice them. Uh, and so if you take a cultural practice from a community... Anyway, yeah, I've talked about that before. Uh, so you... Um, where was I? The, the, the conversation, yes. Um, assuming... I don't think there's any other way to, to get around it than to uh, accept that cultural practices uh, exist within communities, that those communities exist within uh, hierarchies, including hierarchies set up by race... Um, and that for dominant classes uh, and um, uh, dominant c people from dominant culture um, to take things from non-dominant culture, um, you have to be careful how you do it. And there are very many ways in which you can do it wrong. Uh, so there's convincing people of that. Uh, then there's convincing people... Uh, so that's convincing people that cultural appropriation uh, exists. And then there's convincing people that cultural appropriation can't be seen as good. Uh, and then there's convincing people that 
uh, specifically in the Lindy Hot world, that what Americans uh, say about cultural appropriation and specifically what black Americans say about cultural appropriation uh, in Lindy Hop um, it is a valid thing for Europeans to take into account. Uh, yeah, so because there's lots of myths um, or, or, and because the question is so complex it makes it very difficult to mount a coherent argument um, to defend the idea of cultural appropriation against someone who wants to attack it because they have so many avenues uh, for attack uh, and because what they basically need to do is just find one uh, flaw in a whole book of argument and the whole thing does come crumbling down. That, that's a fair point. It's built on a lot of uh, the... the, the um, the, the house uh, on which uh, the, the argument is built is a very uh, high, narrow one. Uh, and each, if you take off any uh, of the, 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 the intermediate floors, the whole bunch of it comes crumbling down. And so if you're able to attack any of those, you feel like you've won that argument. Um, so I want to discuss some of these attacks. Uh, and maybe there's some valid things to be found there, but... What I've, people have argued with me that I've not been, uh, French people specifically, that I have not been debating their points. And I feel kind of strongly that they haven't been debating mine either. Um, so yeah, maybe some of these points are worth debating, but I think it's also um, worth pointing out that this whole uh, structure, it's a lot easier to try to attack uh, cultural appropriation than it is to defend it because to defend it you have to defend the whole house coherently whereas to attack it you just have to knock over uh, one of the floors. So, um, there's the straw man. Uh, if cultural appropriation is a thing then that means that uh, only people from X can do thing Y. Uh, only people from Buenos Aires can dance tango. Uh, only people, uh, only black people can do hip hop and rap. Um, only, I don't know. Uh, and that's a kind of uh, trying to show a slippery slope argument and trying to take it to its kind of logical extreme and saying this logical extreme is not possible therefore the whole thing is not possible uh, and you will see so there's a famous article uh, by a belly dancer saying why they think all white people should stop belly dancing and there's an article by uh, a black um, blues dancer uh, asking all white people to stop blues dancing and so you will find those voices but uh, you have to place them in a context. And that context is, up until now, white people have, by and large, utterly failed to convince people of color that they can culturally appreciate outside of communities of origin. So if you're taking your belly dancing and you're using it uh, in the States to teach uh, you're white and you're using it to teach any inner city kids about uh, Muslim uh, populations, 
that that that's that would be great if it worked but typically it doesn't because you at some point you do it wrong um and, and the same thing can be can be said for blues dancing and I, I like that we're trying very hard uh, and i'm part of the people who are trying very hard i'm not convinced we'll ever succeed uh and so i will concede that maybe white people should stop blues dancing not because white people can't blues dance uh, or not because white people shouldn't blues dance but because um, historically uh, white people have been very have been relatively unsuccessful um, at blues dancing uh, without uh, appropriating uh, so here's to hoping that we that we do better in the future uh, and so I think that Aside from that, aside from, well, up till now, you really haven't shown a capacity to do this in a positive way. People are not saying that only black people should dance blues or only black people should play blues or people from Cuba should dance salsa. What they're saying is that um, taking these cultural practices out of context, out of their community, only makes sense... Um, if you acknowledge what that community is, if you look at how that community uh, relates to other communities, uh, like what the power structures are, what the systemic power structures are. Um, but the, the alternative that you very definitely can do is if you like blues dancing, um, blues dancing is a poor example, if you like salsa, you go to Cuba, you go to Puerto Rico, uh, you go to Colombia, do they claim to have salsa? I can't remember what different salsas there are. Um, uh, clearly I don't know enough about salsa. But uh, you go there, or you go to the Puerto Rican community that is in New York, that is in Portland, that is wherever there is a Puerto Rican community, and you learn salsa from them and you participate in salsa with them there's absolutely no objection to doing that um that's how you participate in culture you go to the people who do that culture and you learn from them uh, and so there's issues with how you do that in recreationism uh, and maybe the issue is that where there's power dynamics we can't actually recreate well and so lindy hop is again uh, quite a challenging one uh, lindy hop um, is by and large no longer a black thing um, but it's so very close the, 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 all the culture that makes uh, that meant that uh, black people in the 30s were dancing Lindy Hop to swing music the culture of movement the culture of how you interact with people the culture of how you partner dance the culture of gender roles that culture is by and large the same which means if you take and that's what's happening uh, you're taking uh, excellent dancers um, who uh, are black in America and you're saying, hey, here's Lindy Hop. And they're like, yeah, this is my thing. I mean, assuming it's their thing, uh, they have all the cultural elements to understand it and to get very good at it uh, in a way that white people simply uh, simply don't. And that's the, the token by which you can see uh, that... Um, uh, that uh, white culture... Uh, that, that Lindy Hop is very much still a, a black dance and should be a black dance uh, and therefore that the black community has uh, important things to say about how um, about what kinds of way you can do the dance respectfully versus not.
uh, and I think that uh, the 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 Swedes, for example, show great example uh, show a really good uh, example uh, to a certain extent of how you do that. There's then a slight uh, extent uh, where some of their things are a little bit uh, awkward and weird, but by and large, like there's there's a lot. Uh, of what Frankie was teaching, of what other uh, original groovers were teaching that they understood and took on board and it's what they teach today. Um, so yes, basically no one is saying uh, that uh, X people can't do Y. Um, thought police as proof that we're going wrong. So this idea uh, censorship is bad. Um, Policing people's behavior is one thing, policing what people say is another, and then policing what they actually think. Well, that's just 1984 stuff, isn't it? Um, so one, uh, censure happens from governments. Censure doesn't happen uh, from communities and organizers. Um, and the thing that, we're, that is being said to people is not we want to throw you in jail over this, not we want to punish you for this, uh, although there's an extent, but simply we do not want to work with you and we do not want to work with people who want to work with you if you can't recognize the issues with this, if you can't um, engage with this conversation positively. Uh, and so that's the issue uh, with Xenia, and I looked it up, uh, braids or cornrows. Uh, Xenia has had hours and hours and hours of emotional labor poured into her by various people um, and has claimed to understand what the issues are but clearly does not and does not care to understand. That doesn't make her a bad person. That just makes her someone that I'm not going to an event uh, where she's teaching um, if I can avoid it. It makes her someone uh, who I would not hire because I would not trust her to um, um, to, to represent um, jazz dance uh, appropriately. Um, and it's kind of quite baffling why... Uh, uh, this whole the 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 whole uh, here's a thing I'm going to do. People, black people, say this thing uh, is harmful and hurtful to me. Don't do it. Uh, and instead of saying okay, I won't do it, it doesn't really matter very much for me to do this thing. People double down and are like, I will continue to do it, and I don't really care what you say. Yep. Um. So just because people think you're wrong and think you shouldn't even be thinking the things that you're thinking. Uh, then there's a the question of how you actually prevent people from thinking those things. Um, clearly, we can't prevent people from thinking racist thoughts, but people should self-start on this. Like, if you catch yourself thinking something racist, and I do that, like, most weeks, uh, I will see, oh, yeah, ha, huh, I just looked at this person and basically assumed something uh, negative about them uh, based on the fact that they um, are... Uh, black or are uh, wearing a hijab or um, are speaking um, uh, a foreign apparently Middle Eastern language um, and that doesn't have to just be negative but I can also be surprised at the positiveness so I'll be like oh that person is very articulate for a 
Uh, and, and what you do is you catch yourself thinking that. You think that's a terrible thing to think. And you stop thinking it. Uh, and why you would want to continue thinking terrible things uh, out of some bullish principle of free will uh, and freedom of expression uh, is, is quite beyond me. Um, okay, next. Victimization. Yes. Um, to acknowledge a state of affairs like uh, there is a patriarchy, uh, there is racial oppression. That does not mean that you are reducing uh, the people who are on the oppressor's end to the mere status of victims. Uh, some people do. And uh, obviously, if I'm um, kind of at the top of the privilege scale, uh, and my plan is uh, to try to be positive, but also I've grown up within uh, this racist, patriarchal um, uh, classist uh, society so of course I'm going to think racial patri racist patriarchal uh, classist thoughts uh, and so that means that even my best intention behaviors are going to contain elements of racism within them because it's a really difficult process of something to, to unlearn so um, it's very it is a high likelihood that um, my uh, attempts to do better will be tinged with a tendency of being like, oh, poor black people in the States, they cannot possibly defend themselves or speak up for themselves or create a coherent uh, argument to defend cultural appropriation. Therefore, let me do it for them. Uh, and and that's, a, that's a tendency that's certainly worth fighting, uh, but it's not an argument against cultural appropriation. Haha, um, <laughs> communautarisme. This is a very French thing. So, communautarisme in France, uh, as near as I can understand it, is kind of the idea. Um, so, this dates back to uh, the, the Republic. In France, you are French or you are not. There is one France, therefore, there is one language. And with that, they really eradicated all the minority languages in France, which already weren't doing particularly well. But um, in schools, they forbade. Uh, the speaking of Breton, they forbade the speaking of Occitan, um, I'm, I suppose they forbade the speaking of Catalan, uh, they forbade the uh, speaking of non-standard um, uh, dialects of um, uh, Languedoc, uh, the northern French languages uh, such as Poitvin or Berrichon. Um, and so there's a very strong uh, historical element in France that the way to be French, to preserve the Republic of France, is for everyone to be French. Liberté, égalité, fraternité. The égalité part um, means that everyone has to be French in the same way. And so that means that there's no... The, 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 the way for uh, from this perspective for... Um, uh, Afro-descendant people, uh, whether it's from, uh, from um, sub-Saharan Africa or from North Africa, um, the way of existing in French society is for you to integrate and become French. Uh, and there's, there's a fairly strong willingness to do that, but there's also a willingness to not leave everything behind, to stay uh, North African. And uh, that means that sometimes you want to meet up with your people because your people face the same challenges and also want to share the same culture. Uh, and the idea of uh, people grouping together by non-French ethnicity to share cultural practices and to 
work on their own liberation to discuss their oppression, that is just inconceivable to French people as a thing that's okay. Uh, so it's decried as communautarisme, the desire of communities to live together, to interact together, to exclude other people. Uh, and of course, um, and it's surprising that it's not been more clearly attacked and more successfully attacked because it is inherently racist. Um, when people by default uh, interact together exclusively as white French people, which happens on a daily basis across 99% of France. Um, it's not voluntarily excluding people of colour, but it definitely is excluding people of colour. Like there's places that people of colour don't go because they're, uh, they're not their places. Um, and so the, the, um, uh, the, 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 the communautarism is coded for only people of dominant culture may get together and do cultural things from dominant culture and everyone else should not because that is communitarism and that is what will lead to lack of integration and the destruction of French society as we know it. Um, yeah, I don't know how to get through to French people on that one. Uh, maybe it doesn't matter too much. Okay, this is going to be a three-parter apparently because I still have uh, a whole bunch of ones to go through. Um, and I also kind of need to calm down uh, because uh, this has got me uh, quite riled up um, because, yeah, uh, people have been uh, attacking this whole building uh, of uh, what cultural appropriation is about. Uh, and I identify very strongly with this building because it's stuff I've been reading about for years and years now. None of these ideas are my original thought. They're all things that people of color have discussed and explained uh, at length. Um, and so obviously if people are trying to uh, attack every level of that building, uh, well, I have to kind of defend every level of it. And also, uh, to some extent, um, help you guys out uh, if uh, you're also inclined to... Uh, defend every level of this building to see which level of the building is being attacked and to see how shallow those points are but also maybe to to discuss well are there actually some levels that are worth discussing um i don't think it's uh valuable for a bunch of white people to get together and discuss it there's problems to that um but uh, i definitely do want to increase my understanding of what we actually think is wrong with cultural appropriation. Like the main uh, detractor friend on Facebook I have of cultural appropriation uh, is Iranian and lives in America and he thinks the whole idea is stupid. Um, uh, and I really want to know why and I want to know to if there's an extent to which he's right. Uh, but any extent to which he is right, just I've not seen in uh, white and especially French people's uh, defense uh, that cultural appropriation is not a thing. Um, yeah. Next episode, more of the same, apparently. Part three, we'll discuss whether you can choose to be offended, whether cultural appropriation actually is how you bring cultures together. Um, we will discuss uh, hypocrisy. We will discuss... Um, the idea, and I've had this a lot, that kind of the way that um, 
the reason that I value um, the, uh, the, 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 one of the reasons I've been so interested in cultural appropriation is like, if I can just understand how cultural appropriation works, then I can figure out how to do blues dancing and it will be okay. And so basically, uh, my interest uh, to a certain extent was how do I get a free pass to dance blues, da dance blues and not um, uh, have it be complained about or problematic? Uh, and I've come to the realization I can't. I, the, 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 the point of discussing cultural appropriation is not to get that free pass. Uh, and then, uh, oh, there's a big one. Uh, uh, Europeans are consistently like, this is an American problem. Uh, and they don't like uh, American uh, cultural imperialism uh, in a globalized world, and I, I get that. Uh, but they think that this is an American problem, America is very racist, over here in Europe we're much more tolerant, therefore all your ideas of cultural appropriation that come from America do not apply in a European context, especially those about Lindy Hop. Uh, I don't really know how to address that one, so I'm glad I have a bit of time to, to research that in more detail, because it, it, it doesn't really make sense as an argument at all, which makes it all the more difficult to debunk. Um, Oh yes, and a fun one. Uh, so I've mentioned that France is a very racist society. I've mentioned that this is due to institutional racism, current French colonialist practices in Africa, in its um, territories overseas. And this doesn't excuse anyone else's colonialism, uh, like the UK, like the US. Uh, hello, um, Puerto Rico. Um, but it doesn't take away that this, the really strong ingrained institutional racism in France means that uh, in France you have a freer pass to be racist in certain apparently innocuous but profoundly uh, problematic ways. Uh, but apparently saying this about French people uh, is racist in itself. So I want to discuss that one. Uh, yeah, fun times ahead. Uh, I uh, will see you next week. Maybe I'll try to slip uh, a uh, talking about black and white styles in conflict podcast in between. Seeing this is going to be a multi-parter over several weeks, uh, if you have thoughts um, about arguments you have trouble debunking or arguments you think actually are solid uh, against cultural appropriation, uh, drop me a line. Uh, I'd love to talk about it with you and hopefully include some ideas from that uh, in the next podcast on the subject. I will see you next week. Until then, take care.